And welcome to Unspoken. And what is Unspoken? Well, we're going to tell you all about Unspoken. It's about sprint football here at Quincy University, and you're going to hear a little bit of everything about sprint football. And we got the coaches with us today to talk about what's happening at Quincy University in the sprint football arena. So, coaches, introduce yourself. Well, I'll go first, man. Uh, Jordan Reddick uh, is my name. I'm from Kansas City. Uh, born and raised there. Uh, I tell everybody that there's no difference between Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. It looks the same, built the same, ran the same, right? Um, I've been coaching for a little while now, about a year or so. Well, not a little while, pretty early in my stages of my career, but um, I enjoy it, man. I think that the season that we just previously had was one of the better seasons I've had as a football player or a football coach. There was a lot of ups and ups and downs, a lot of things that we probably could have done different, right? But I mean, that comes with the learning experience, learning what sprint football is, finally being able to, you know, being able to see it, right? Being able to actually sit, stand on the sideline, and be like, "Well, damn, like this really ain't no different from no other football programs." Right. Yeah, I, and uh, my name is Coach Rick. Uh, players call me Coach Hulk. Uh, I'm a, I'm the old guy in the group. So uh, I've been I've been doing this for about twenty years. Uh, started off in Pop Warner, coached uh, a bunch of years in high school, played semi pro football, coached semi pro football, uh, coached uh, did some time with the arena, and uh, you know through networking with Coach Jordan, uh, found myself here, and I love it as well. I mean, you know, essentially at the end of the day, sprint football is no different, and uh, I didn't even know about sprint football till I got here. So. Yeah. Standing on the sideline watching the game, it's football. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's football with a weight limit. And, uh, you know, I, I also like to think of it as it's football with opportunity because, you know, if you're the underdog, you know, we're the place for you because, you know, we have those opportunities that nobody else is willing to give you. Uh, and I'm uh, Coach Jones, uh, Chris Jones, originally from St. Louis, uh, diehard St. Louis Rams fan, diehard uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan, right? Um, oh, don't forget the Battlehawks now. Yeah, the Battlehawks too. Yeah, you're right. Um, so this is this was my fifth year coaching this past season, um, going into my sixth year. Um, after graduating from Lincoln University, I had my shot um, to coach at Helias High School. Um, and this past season was my first year at Quincy, so – um, that's just a little bit about my background um, coming from St. Louis and getting my career started. So, guys, let's talk about this podcast for a minute. What's the content going to be on this podcast? What can people expect? Uh, I mean, expect the unexpected, I think. You know, anything's possible when you get the three of us in the in the room together. But realistically, the main goal is to just kind of educate people on uh, the sport of football, sprint football in general, um, how the process works, um, you know, we're going to look at different perspectives of, you know, current players, uh, players that we've recruited, and just kind of give everybody an insight and, a, you know, quote-unquote behind-the-scenes uh, viewpoint of how things run day-to-day -day and essentially get people to realize that sprint football is football. There is no difference except the weight limit. And you can still create a future from this. You know, like I say to the recruits all the time, you know, football has a time frame, but education and experience doesn't. So through sprint football, you get the opportunity to have an opportunity at life. So essentially, we just want people to realize that, one, what sprint football is, 
and to realize that this is the bandwagon that you want to be on right now. So let's talk about the season, uh, inaugural season here at Quincy University 2022. Um, expectations met? Uh, expectations met? No. Right? And that kind of goes back to your question of, uh, like, what are our podcasts for, right? We want to speak on the truth about things, right? Get the world to understand that everything isn't peaches and cream, how some may think it is, right? Was the expectations met? No. But does that mean that we had a failed season? No, that does not, right? I feel like our season, we made the best out of everything, right? Everybody has to understand this was our first season. We had a very, very young team. Majority of our players were fresh out of high school, right? We're, we we had to deal with a lot of things that a lot of other football programs don't have to deal with or they slightly have to deal with it, right? They already have sophomores, juniors, and seniors that the young guys can lean on to learn from, can mature from, and things like that, right? If we just being honest, I don't me personally, I don't think our team reached full maturity until after, you know, about week four or week five. That's when things kind of hit the ground rolling for us. And right, that's when exception, like you said, right, did we meet it? No. Right. We still left a lot of that out there on the table. We felt like year one, we could have came in and won the whole thing. We could have ran the table. Right. But it didn't work out like that. And I will even tell recruits that come on visits that and I'll tell their parents that yeah, it didn't go like we planned, but I'm kind of glad that it didn't go as we planned, right? Because we would have ran the table, went undefeated. What would have what, what what taught us? From? Yeah, what, what would have learned from that? Yeah. Right? So I'd rather go through the adversity and all the struggles and things like that first, right? So now going into year two, right, we come back and you ask that same question, I can say, yeah, we, we met expectations then. Let's talk about your team this year. I mean, you guys had to go out and recruit all these players this year. Yes, we did. Um, how did that go? How that? How were the recruiting efforts, and how how successful do you think you were with your recruiting efforts? Uh, I will tell you that it was hard. I mean, I guess too. Also, I'm going to ask where where are these kids coming from? I mean, uh, we had kids from a little bit of everywhere. Um, I can't think of every single state off the top of my head, right? But we all didn't get here at the same time. Right, so everybody's recruiting experience going to year one is a little bit different, right? I was actually the first one here. I got here around this around January twentieth last year, um, of the new year, and when I got here, we only had fifteen to twenty recruits, and most of them was committed. Some of them were still kind of on the fence, but we still had a lot of work to do. We had a number that we wanted to meet, right? And as Coach Jones and Coach Hall, Coach Hicks, right, as everybody started rolling in, the recruiting process got a little bit easier. But it was still hard because, again, it, there was a point where it was just two coaches recruiting everybody. Then now we get three coaches because jo Coach Jones come along, right? So now when Coach Jones come along, what, it was around late it was, spring. Uh, actually, we're more into summer yeah, because we're thinking more May. Yeah, um, that's when I actually came around. Yeah, so uh, one, then even then, right? We were still trying to close the deal on a lot of kids, right? We understand that the market that we have, 
going into year two. I mean, we got the blueprint now, if that makes sense. Right. It was right. a it was an adjustment for everyone. One thing that I noticed there's a lot of kids on the on the team that are from regional high schools around the area here. And so that that recruiting effort probably was maybe just a little bit easier because these aren't these kids like they may not have been able to play regular college ball, mm-hmm. but they can play sprint football. Yeah, um, that's dictated on their size, yeah. right? It's not right. dictated on their athleticism because we know these guys are athletic Absolutely. enough. Um, they also have the grades to get to the next level to be in college. The only thing that changed that was different was they didn't have the size to play at college. Um, so that's where sprint football comes from. So uh, came what, in. What, what were your numbers this year? How many how many players on the team uh, this year? I want to say we was around what. About mid forties, mm-hmm. mid forties. I mean, of course, going into year two, we would like to add to that number, you know, and build on top of uh, which Coach Jones always says it all the time, right? Build on that foundation that we already have now. So going into year two to recruit, and I'm not going to say it's easier, but it's easier because now, right, we got a year under our belt as far as people seeing that sprint football isn't different, right? We got a year under our belt with a recruiting class that we're bringing back that can, again, right, now they're the older guys. Even though most of them are sophomores, they're the older guys in our program, right? We're going to lean on them for the maturity. We're going to lean on them for when we say, all right, guys, like, y'all better get get it together. All right, go ask the old guys that was here last year. When things weren't going how they should have been going, we got, we got this thing called straightening. We would play that song. It's an it's amigo song. We would play that while they do tire flips, while they run, while they do all types of different conditioning, right? And it's more of a discipline thing, right? We just didn't do it because we was like, oh, we need to be the most conditioned team. Nah, with us, you mess up, you don't have to pay for that consequence. You know what's crazy? I think Nick Saban said it best. Um, he said discipline isn't a punishment. It's no. just a change in behavior. We're trying to change a behavior so you can do the proper steps. Can, right. You can do the proper technique and fun, uh, fundamentals. Right. To what we need you to do. Right. The, we call it the unspoken, right? So I'm going to speak on the unspoken right now. We had a, a, a weight room problem uh, as far as attendance, right? That's not something as a coaching staff that we agreed on and we all knew and understood that we got to nip this in the bud right now, right? So we had to do what we had to do as far as a disciplinary action, to make sure that we got our guys back on track with how we want our program to be ran. And ever since that day, we have not had a single issue with attendance in the weight room. But don't you think like a first year of any program, it's kind of a building year. You don't know what to expect. You don't know the players personally. You don't know their families. Now you guys have that experience. You know these guys, you know, you, as you said, now they're going to be sophomores you're going to look to them as being the leaders of the team now to help the new recruits coming in this next season. Yeah. Um, so based off of that, right, uh, yes, it's a building year, but we're also setting a standard, right? We wanna, we don't, we're not going from almost ground one and building up. Sometimes we got to set a standard and be like, okay, you guys got to get to this mark, mm-hmm. and that's where we're going to go from. Um, so yes and no. Um, it was a building year, but at the same time we wanted to set a standard to where, okay, this sophomore class understands where we expect them to be uh, going into that year two for them. So now they can help us get the the uh, new freshmen coming in to that standard. Right. Um, so I like to think of it as setting a standard more of more than building. Right. I mean, I mean, if you look at it like if you looked at like a, a construction company or whatever that was, they were going to build a house or a building or whatever. 
I mean, there's a reason why, you know, people might trust certain contractors because they know that that contractor's work is better than another contractor. So if that contractor is going to build your foundation, then you know the building is going to be sturdy, right? So essentially we're contractors and our players were that foundation. So now moving forward, we don't have to say, okay, well, now we're looking for a strong foundation. We've already set that. We know what we want. We know what is expected. So now we have the foundation. So now we're just building on the culture. So it's definitely difficult um, not only being a first-year team, but being a first-year sprint team. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also important to always renovate and make sure that foundation is still stable. Um, So it's always good to go back to fundamentals and technique every once in a while just to make sure that foundation is still solid. Right. Um, Because like any old house, right, that house can start cracking that foundation. You still got to go over it. Absolutely. uh, make sure that foundation is solid. Yeah, and and I think that the way you do that is through recruiting and through, you know, it, it's like I used to be a paramedic for a long time, and I worked at a, at a fire department. And one of the key things, like people say, nepotism runs rampant in in the in the civil service, and like there's a reason for that. Though I'm not saying it's right, whether you agree with it or not. But the thing is, is when your life is on the line and you got to trust these people. Well, if if you know Joe Schmo was uh, a firefighter and now Joe Schmo's kid wants to be a firefighter and he's been around the fire department and we've built a rapport with him, well, we trusted his dad and so now we kind of look for you to trust in you as well. So it's kind of the same thing here is that those kids that we brought in when when they start to get to be seniors and we know that now that foundation we started with is now weakened, well, we've tried to build you know, continuously through recruiting with those guys and players that they've referred to us. Because like I said, if we trusted them, then guys that they refer, we should be able to trust as well. And don't look at it as right. Us saying like, well, we didn't win the championship. We failed. No, because we still did a lot of great things with our program, right? We had the number one defense because of how we ran things, right? Like, like the other two coaches said, right? A phrase that you will hear from us a lot is the standard is the standard and it would not change for nobody. Right? That's something that can live with this program even after we go and we move on or we go do whatever. The standard for Quincy Sprint football will always be the same, right? The structure is there now. The blueprint is there now. All each coach got to do now is just do their part and build on top of that. So when we talk about building, you know, let's talk about the season and, mm-hmm. you know, the competition um, from the league, how was that this year? And and do you expect any changes going into the next season as far as the teams that you have on your schedule? I will say the competition level is very high. I, I think people underestimate the type of talent that's in sprint football, right? Um, St. Mary's, for instance, their quarterback, he had a, about, what, three, four games where he almost threw for 500 yards mm. on teams. He didn't do that on us. Right. But he had instances where he he showed that he should have been a top quarterback in our league for us, right? Um, Bellman, their running back, the best running back I've seen by far, pound for pound, that can hit a hole. And I, I played at JUCO, I played at D two, I played at NAIA, right? And I'm and I'm saying a sprint football running back was pound for pound for pound the best one I've seen, legit. Um, 
again, we had the best defense all around put together defense. We did. Right? All the every single team brought something different to our conference, right? Not everybody was as athletic, but doesn't mean that they didn't have or didn't bring good or great competition. I think our league is heading into the right direction. Uh, we have already added two teams. So two teams for this next season? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that would be uh, Walsh University up in Ohio, Canton, Ohio, I believe, North mm-hmm. Canton, Ohio, yeah. and then uh, Oakland City, which is in Indiana, I believe, somewhere. Yeah. I don't know exactly the city, but they're in Indiana. So let's go back to recruiting one more time. I, you know, I, I'm very interested to find out. So you've got a prospective student that's looking at QU and the spring football program. What do you tell them about the program and about Quincy University? Well, well, real quick, I just wanted to touch on something that Coach Jordan said real quick. Is like, So, for example, one of our players that was defensive player of the year, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I talk to his father all the time because his father's always at the games. And he told me that – you know, and I 100% believe this, that where he went to high school at CBC in St. Louis, they're pumping out Division One NFL talent all the time. Legit. Well, mm-hmm. Penn State was there recruiting another player, and they basically came up to Ray's dad and said, hey, listen, if your son was six foot tall, he, we, he'd be leaving here with an offer from Penn State today. So we get Division One talent. The benefit that we have is everybody overlooked them. Yep. So not only are we getting the D1 talent, we're getting that underdog that also has kind of a chip on their shoulder. And we basically take that chip and make them play to the best of their abilities. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I think it's important to realize that the players that we do get are very talented players. Very talented, right. And I didn't pre- – I don't want to talk about our team so much because, right, you asked a question about the competition that we play, right? So I want to shed some light. We all want to shed some light, not just on our program, but everybody, right? Everybody had great players on their team, right? But that just comes with it, right? We got to be able to adjust to that competition. We got to be ready. Like you said, how are we preparing for next year, knowing that, okay, St. Mary's is bringing back their quarterback. Bellarmine is bringing back their running back. We are returning our defensive player of the year, right, not just in our conference but all of sprint football, right? So now going into year two, if you're not out here recruiting, I ain't going to give you all the secret sauce of the crack pack for <laughs> But if you ain't out here recruiting, yeah. you might want to – Keep going, huh? yeah. <laughs> we we got that we got that Chick Fil A sauce and how we recruit. <laughs> yeah. So what do you tell people? You know, as these new students about QU, what do you tell them about the program? Uh, as far as school goes, um, we make sure that every recruit that steps on this campus will understand that if you come here after four years, you get that degree. You're going to have experience in whatever you get your degree in, right? That's something big that a lot of People of their parents, aunties, cousins, family members, friends of the family, right? A lot of people would tell you that I got a degree in something that I don't even use currently. Why did you just waste four years? <laughs> like you legit just wasted four years on getting this degree, learning this material. You get the degree. Now it's like, well, you tried to go get a job in that in that field, but the first thing they tell you is you don't have experience. That's bull job here at QU. Yeah. At QU, you're going to get that experience. That's, that's true. And that's every single major, every single major, right? If you're if you a criminal justice major, right, 
come on campus. We'll show you our courtroom, our mock trial room for you, right? If you're a broadcasting major or you want to get into sports journalism and all that good stuff, come see our broadcast system. Come and do our podcast. Yeah, we're we're broad. We're 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 broadcasting right now. We're broadcasting right now. Right in our own building. Right in our own backyard. Right. But this allows QU allows you to whatever you want to do, whatever you want to get your major in, if it's a hobby or anything. Like they're going to find ways to make sure you'll be able to do it. And I and I will say like one of the one of the things you know we all at QU we all say it's a great day to be a hawk, right? Well, I think one of the biggest things is that. With QU, they also say success by design. Yep. And I, I really will say that that is something that I've found to be very true because through whether it's through the hands-on experience of the courtroom, the, the hands-on experience of being in an actual broadcasting studio, um, even the professors, the success coaches. I mean, I could go on all day about the endless uh, – assets and tools that we have to help you be successful so in reality once again this is unspoken and you don't like my opinion that's fine but if you fail at qu you are trying to fail legit trying to fail i mean we offer free tutoring good point free tutoring you i don't know too many schools that offer free tutoring i don't know too many schools like us that include books into the tuition right a lot of hey Anybody here this? Go ask your parents. Or anybody that went to college, they'll tell you how expensive books can get. Yeah, Six absolutely. or seven hundred. Yeah, just yeah. too much. Yeah. Right. I still got books from when I was at Ottawa that I don't even use or anything. Just collecting dust. Yeah. And I, I right. always, I always make a joke. You know, it's like, and the younger generation will realize this. Uh, you know, basically buying university, you know, school books is like GameStop. Yeah. You know, you go there, buy a brand new for like 60 bucks for a video game. You try to bring it back. They're like, the best I could do is 75 cents. You know, so <laughs> that's kind of how books are. You know, they sell you a book for right. $250, $300, and they're like, oh, we can give you 10 bucks for it. Well, you know, the one thing that I have, have noticed um, being around uh, many of the teams here at QU mm-hmm. is the family atmosphere. Teams become families, and they really support each other. And I think that's probably an important part of the experience, especially if you're a freshman coming into a new place. You don't know anyone. You don't know the coaches. You don't know your team members. You don't know anyone else on the university. Quincy University is a small campus, and there's a lot to be said for that. No, I agree. I I think that a lot of people look at a small campus as a, a downfall, but like you said, because everybody's coming here, you know, without the experience of being away from their family, not knowing anybody, you know, here when you're in class with maybe 30 kids over, you know, somewhere else where they have 500 and your class is in an auditorium. And I can say that because I've been in that situation. Um, it, it definitely makes the transition more comfortable and a lot easier because, you, you start to develop the relationship with your professors. You start to develop the relationship with your coaches. You know, 90-something percent of our student body is an athlete. So you start to build those relationships simply whether they're playing a different sport or not. An athlete, you're an athlete. So I think the fact that we offer so many things, including freshman orientation, transfer student orientation, uh, the college is always doing stuff to bring people together to get to know each other. So I think in certain aspects, a smaller school is is more, um, you know, feasible for people who are having a hard time in adjusting to different things. Who want that one-on-one experience. Right. right. Exactly. And I think, honestly, again, free game, unspoken free game. 
if you are a recruit or you are a parent, one of the main questions you need to be asking when you take your child on these college visits is, what is the student-to-teacher ratio? That's how you would know for sure if your child, if your loved one is going to come to that university and get the best education possible, right, and not be at a disadvantage of failing because you're in a classroom of 500. The teacher don't know you. It's hard to learn 500 names. We're coaches. It's, it's hard to even learn. Like it, it took me a good minute to learn everybody sure. on the team, let alone my position group names, right? So free game, y'all. Go ask what is the student-teacher ratio. I, we can tell you right now what QU's is. What is it, 14 to 1? Oh, it's, it's Yeah, I'd say on an average. the it's most 14 to 1. The right. most people I've ever seen in a class was maybe 27, 28. And, and that's a large class here. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. we had we brought in, I mean, due to QU bringing in several new sports, right, this past year coming in, we already – exceeded expectation in numbers as far as a school standpoint. We had one of the biggest incoming freshman classes that the school has ever seen in years. And they've been open, right. what, 14, 15 years going on, pushing 20 years? So Long time. It's been a long time, yeah. right? And it's yeah. just now 2022, right, in today's age where they finally brought in and exceeded the numbers and got to the numbers that they wanted to get to. So that means now, right, now that we have the blueprint – Going into year two, I expect the next freshman class to be even bigger. And once again, like I, I can't – obviously I can't speak on other programs here. I can't speak on other programs at other universities and stuff. But for our program specifically, I can tell you that there's been kids who, you know, have gone away for, you know, on vacations they or they breaks or whatever, they go home, Right. Well, a lot of kids, instead of flying out of Quincy because they have so many uh, connecting flights and blah, 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 um, they go to St. Louis, which is a two-hour ride. Well, Coach Jones on numerous occasions has given a ride to a, a student two year, two hours away in St. Louis. Now, that's a four-hour round trip for Chris. Right. I've brought kids to the bus station um, or the train station so they can get home. Coach Jordan, if a kid comes in and – you know, they don't have, you know, they're running low on food or whatever the case may be. Coach Jordan has taken them over there and helped them get stuff. So as far as that family aspect goes, you know, once again, I can't speak for other programs, but I can tell you that when the players come here, they're taken care of. Like their parents don't have to worry at all. I was just going to say it's the students that need to have a great experience, but the parents need to be assured that their their kids are, are having a good experience too. Yeah. Um, I can honestly say, too, um, I think we're all big on uh, genuity and being real, right, um, just being honest with the kids um, and just telling them straightforward, hey, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to get done, but also holding them accountable at times when they need to be held accountable, right? Just like they are in the classroom, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's a big uh, recruiting tool as well um, because when, when we get kids to come visit us, um, it's – hey, I want you to get to know me just like I want to get to know you, get a feel for how we're going to spend our time. And like I told a recruit before, I said, what you get now is how you're going to get it uh, during practice. Is how you're going to get it during the meeting. I'm going to talk to you just like this, one-on-one, right? Uh, we're going to spend that time as a group, and nothing's going to change, right? Yes, I'm a yeller. I'm probably one of the loudest coaches out there. Right? <laughs> I have it on but, tape to yeah, prove it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I tell them that from the jump, right? And I and one of the kids said to me uh, uh, that visited a couple of days ago. He was like, "Coach, I don't like yellers." Uh, I said, "Why?" It, it, here's what you really need to look for: is not if you're yelling or not; it's what they're yelling. Right. That's right. I can be yelling and cheering for you. Right. Don't you want me to cheer for you? Man. Or you want me to just pat you on the back and say, good job. Good, and a good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And I mean, this is unspoken. So it is what it is. But, you know, participation trophies are not something that we give out here. Sorry. You know, effort. Effort is effort. Wait, you don't give medals to everyone? No, we do not. <laughs> you, you come in here. You got to earn every yeah. single thing. Right. Because we got to earn every single thing. Right. If we don't do what we need to do. The school will replace us. The school will replace you, and you won't get the respect of the team. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and yelling is passion, and I yeah. look at it as passion. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I want to give a big shout out to Ty's family because once they found out how much us as a coaching staff enjoyed their baking, every <laughs> single week after every game, we had different types of baked goods. Nice. Oh man, yeah. our office looked like a bakery. Yeah. Literally. Wow, yeah. Like and, and that's the type of relationships, like you were saying, right? Speaking on family, that's how tight Nick we are ran, right? If your family does something well, we want to be part of that as well, right? Absolutely. Just like if let's just say for instance, like if my son, which I do have one, uh if my son graduates college I want to have the same reaction I had when I did it. I want to be just as happy, right? That's the same for our kids. When our kids get to their senior year and they get ready to walk across that stage, I want to be just as happy as if I'm just as happy for my own flesh and blood. That's Absolutely. how much we really take it. We, we really care about our program outside of the football field, right? Everybody care. Everybody don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to win, right? Nobody likes to lose, but man, it's it's different. It's a different feeling when y'all are going through a lot of things as a program, and then y'all put it all together, and the smiles and everything that the kids will have, the appreciation of the hard work and us yelling, us cussing them out, right? I'm similar to Coach Jones. I'm a yeller and I'm a cusser. That's just what it is. Coach Hulk, he really don't yell unless you, like, absolutely <laughs> – like, D-line, if you jump off sides, you might get, like – You might be getting out. Hulk smashed. Hulk smashed. I was going to say, if you're yelling, then we got a problem, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> it's always the quiet guy you got to yeah. be afraid of. I think we do a very well job of just working well with each other so the experience is on another level for the kids. So you guys have a lot to talk about when it comes to the inner workings of the team and kind of your plans for 23. We're at uh, about 30 minutes right now in the show, and it doesn't seem like we've been talking that long. But let's you want to wrap this one up, and let's talk about this season and kind of what fans can expect for the 2023 season um, coming up this fall. I mean, realistically, I think uh, hopefully – the expectations that they have that we're going to have is the same thing. We're, we're trying to win a championship. And uh, at the end of the day, not only do we want to win a championship, but we want to build this program to, to win future championships, right? And we want the community to be involved. We want kids to understand not only what QU Sprint Football is about, but what QU itself is about. And most importantly, we just want to have a good time. You know, uh, winning is, is fun. You know, losing is not. So um, at the end of the day, we're here to win. We're here to bring a championship championship to this school and uh, just 
basically put sprint football on the map. Oh, and there's nothing better than having fans in the stands. I oh, mean, that, isn't yeah. that a motivation? Oh, we travel well. Yeah. we. Tra- I ain't talking about a home game, Jim. We travel well. That's great. When just, we went to Fabon that first game, that might as well have been a home game for us. Mm-hmm. Wow. And just let me touch on something real quick, is Jordan. I just want to say this, because this is how well we've built a rapport with our players and their families. We had a kid who came here from New Jersey, and his family – it was at every single game, not even the wow. home games, away. but the away games as well. Wow. So, and Derek, who was a senior, he grad, he ended up moving on. Where his younger brother is now coming to Quincy. Wow! So we we not only did we bring his family to every single football game from New Jersey, but now they also trusted us enough to give us their second kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, one thing. Um, don't say moving on. It made it sound like he died. <laughs> well, 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 no, I mean, you know, it's not moving on, but, you know, he, he a was a hawk. Yeah, right, yeah, he yeah. was a hawk. He got his wings and he soared. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, he did not die. No. <laughs> going into going into next year, 2023, right, we got that Raiders mentality. Just win, baby. Mm-hmm. Just win, right? And I don't mean just win on the field. Right? That We're going to do that. Believe yep. us, we're going to do that. But, right, we want to win in life. We want to win in the classroom, right? We want to win with our families. It's a pride thing now, right? Year one really wasn't more so of a pride thing. It was just let's get established, right? Let's, let's show the world what we have to offer, what our school has to offer, what sprint football has to offer. Now year two, we locked in even more. And, our and, players are locked in. And I think success is like a snowball going down a hill, right? The more you have success at different things, so, it, you know, it starts off in the classroom, then it rolls down to the football field, then it rolls down to life, and the more and more you succeed, the bigger and bigger that that snowball gets. So, you know, success starts in the classroom and it finishes in the game of life. You know, like I said earlier, football has a time frame, education doesn't. Man. So we're going to do everything that we can so that by the time you come to Quincy and you leave Quincy, success by design. Yep. Well spoken. So you got a lot of more uh, episodes coming up, and I'm sure you're going to get into a lot of other subjects oh, about definitely. sprint football yes. and Quincy University. And, and, uh, and honestly, Jim, I don't mean to cut you up, but we're going to talk about a lot. A lot. So stay tuned. So this was only a teaser show. Ooh, you know, just a teaser. A, just a teaser show. So I'll be sure and listen to more Unspoken here at Quincy University.